0: Good morning, goddesses and gods alike. This is Shannon, and I'm your host. And you're listening to the Goddess Morning Show podcast, where you can tune in every weekday morning for an approximately 20-minute long episode to start your day with updates on things that matter to a community of awake and conscious individuals who seek the divine feminine in all we do. We sift through all the copious amounts of information on the internet to bring you news and information on the things that matter to you. Tune in to hear about environmental news and book releases, interviews with thought leaders influencing the awakening of humanity, the moon phases, planetary positions, crystal healing, herbal and holistic health, guidance on green living, and that's just naming a few. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to us on right now. Be blessed. Namaste. Good morning, everyone. It is March 20th, 2020. It is Friday, the end of the week. And this is The Goddess Morning Show, and I am Shannon, your host. Our first article is going to be A Counted Breath with Apana Energy Movement from Three Calming Practices for Challenging Times by Irene Glassé. Written March 17th, 2020. It says, I am a yoga teacher, and one of the phrases I've both heard and used is where the mind goes, the body follows. Where the body goes, the mind follows. Although our Western culture loves to separate things into categories and boxes, the truth is that most symptoms are interdependent. Our minds, bodies, and spirits are intricately connected. When we cause a particular outcome to one part of the system, It affects all the others. This can be a wonderful tool since sometimes one part of our interconnected system is easier to access than others. One of the easiest ways to cause your body and mind to settle involves breath work. If you make your exhale longer than your inhale it will help your body relax further. The longer exhale tricks your nervous system into calming down. One of my favorite patterns is to inhale for a count of four and exhale for a count of six. The specific numbers you use don't matter as long as the exhale is longer. You can also experiment with holding at the top and bottom of your breath. If you have a space, on your inhale, reach your arms out to the sides and above your head. Once you exhale, turn your palms to face the earth, and as you are exhaling, lower your hands down, rooting that energy. In yoga, this is called a panna energy. Pana energy is downward moving energy. It's a great way to release whatever we are carrying to the earth for renewal. Consider water. We associate water with cleansing, clearing, and washing away. A wonderful way to soothe frazzled nerves is to visualize yourself surrounded by calm, cooling waters. However, if you've had a traumatic experience involving water, this technique might not be a good fit for you. During this visualization, we will be imagining our auras, the space immediately around our bodies, filling with soothing waters. Begin by imagining a calm, cool body of water. It might be a lake or a river, maybe somewhere you like to visit. See it clearly in your mind's eye. Now imagine stepping into that water. Feel the soothing, cool currents on your toes. Allow the water to begin to rise inside your aura. Feel it gently flowing around your calves and knees, Wherever the water touches, soothe away any irritation, any stress, or soreness. Allow the water to rise to your waist, cool and soothing. You can even imagine some little fish joining you for a swim in your aura. Let the waters continue to flow upward. Knowing you are completely safe, tap into your inner undine, or person, and let the water rise all the way to the top of your aura, breathing easily the whole time. Visualize the currents gently shifting around you, the edges of your clothing floating and moving around you. You can populate the inside of this reverse fishbowl however you would like. Maybe you welcome in some fish, seahorses, or sea plants. If it is helpful, you can leave that visualization in place as you return to whatever you were doing, or you can simply imagine the water returning to the lake or river you visited as you return to your day. These practices are quick, simple ways to clear your mind and ground your body. Here are some other ideas for supporting a calmer mental state. Create a stream or soothing playlist. Most streaming services have a meditation collection. I personally enjoy Pandora's Calm Meditation Station. Set boundaries for media use. Tempting to try to drink from the fire hose of constant news updates when we're worried. However, consuming an unending supply of alarming articles will make it difficult to respond from a sensible, centered place. Turn off the TV and put down the internet at least one hour before going to bed. Read something pleasurable or relaxing. Do a craft, stretch out on the floor, and find other ways to settle in for the night. Use color, including calming colors, in your daily wardrobe. You might even shift your altar over to calming colors. Nourish yourself. Eat healthy, delicious food. We're all being encouraged to stay in more right now. Use this as an opportunity to learn some new recipes or cook your favorite meals. What techniques and practices are you using right now to stay calm? What's been the most helpful? Okay, our next article is an apple spell for health and protection. On March 16th of 2020, this was written by Gwen on patheos.com. Over the last few weeks, I've been sharing various ways to bolster health or healing through herbal shields and easing illness symptoms. As a green witch, I look to plants and nature to assist me in this work. Apples are also wonderful allies. Therefore, I thought I'd share a simple apple spell for health and protection. Apples and magic. Most people have heard of the axiom, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. There is no empirical scientific data as to whether the statement which first appeared in print in 1866, according to medical news today, is true. Regardless, eating an apple a day does provide a number of health benefits, which include raising low blood sugar, providing a good source of fiber, offering additional sources of vitamin C and antioxidants, lowering cholesterol, cleaning teeth and freshening breath on the fly. The apple has a revered place in human life as food, offerings to the gods and the dead in many cultures etc. for thousands of years. In mythology, the apples tended by Iduna bring long life to the Norse gods. In Greek lore, a similar task goes to Hesperides for the same reason. My point is, apples have a lot in history when it comes to using them for health, healing, and protection magic. Why not eat apples with magical intention? Two years ago, I had a cancer diagnosis that requires surgery as treatment. Ode performed a similar spell on my behalf to the one I'm going to share. As with other spells I post on this blog, what's provided is a simple framework upon which to build your own spell. This spell can be used to strengthen overall good health or spread healing for those who are ill, recovering, etc. The important part is your intention. You can adapt your intention to specific illnesses, individuals, family members, etc. What you need is an apple, salt, cutting knife, and the preparation includes writing down your intention and be specific. Narrow your intention to a couple of sentences. For example, my immune system is strong, healthy, warding off all harmful viruses and bacteria, protecting me from becoming ill. Prepare your altar, spell casting, space in whatever manner feels right to you. Include herbs and plants associated with healing, such as rosemary, lavender, basil, apple flowers or leaves, eucalyptus, etc., You might consider burning sandalwood. Light a candle to support your intention, choosing a color to correspond and or anointing it with one of the above suggested herbs, oils. Ground and center. Cast a circle or create a sacred space. Invite the elements, deities, ancestors, plants, or whatever allies feel right to you in your practice. Hold the apple. Focus your intention. If you're good at visualizing, then see your intention as it does its work. Otherwise do whatever works best for holding and imbuing intention into the apple. Cut the fruit in half so the star is visible in the center. Sprinkle salt on one half as you speak your intention. If you have a specific deity who works healing health magic with you, then place the salted half before their representative image or place on your altar. Eat the salt-free half of the apple, absorbing the intention of good health, strong immunity, wellness, protection of body, mind, and spirit, or whatever your intention may be. The spell is cast, so mode it be. Be Be safe, be well. Remember to thank and farewell the elements, deities, and spirit allies you may choose to work with for this spell. Allow the apple to hold space on your altar until it feels right to return it to the earth or dispose of it in your usual manner. However, you can work this spell on your own with just the apple. Eat the whole apple while holding your intention of health, wellness, and protection. Dispose of the core in whatever manner feels right. Throw a pinch of salt over your left shoulder to create an additional ward of protection. If you are working this spell with family, friends, or etc. who are present, then be sure to have enough apples for each participant. We are living in a scary time right now. Illness is front and center in everyone's minds, but be sure you are protecting good, practicing good self-care, working with hermit energy, or whatever daily rituals feel right to your practice and or general well-being. Be patient with yourself and others. Check in on other people. Acknowledge your feelings and the experience of others, but try not to let strong emotions rule your actions in a way that is detrimental to your overall self a hard one with which I struggle as well. Wash your hands and follow the guidelines being laid out by the CDC for self-quarantine. And in the immortal words of Douglas Adams, don't panic. All right. So the next article we have is the Magical Correspondences of Bananas. And this article is written by Aurora Moon. It says, bananas are our most affordable fruit. In the United States, and if we know anything as witches, we know that everything has a specific energy signature and can be used as a magical ingredient. Move over, Betty Crocker. The witches are here. Use bananas for being open to change in order to become resilient, romance, money, and more. Wondering how? Here's our list of the magical correspondences and magical properties of bananas. This is a part of our own Materia Magica, Consider this entry part of the Pantry of Magical Household Items. So the Latin name is Musa, Sapientum. The folk name is Ma'i. Gender of the banana is Masculine Energy. Elements that rule banana are air. Planets are Mars. The sign is Leo. And the deities are Buddha. Buddha. And the chakras that work with banana is sacral and solar plexus. So it's resilience through change. Make yourself comfortable with change and able to pivot quickly by working with bananas. The current cultivar of banana that we know today in America, the Cavendish banana, was instantly popularized out of necessity when the gross Michel variety became highly susceptible to Panama disease in the 1950s. Supermarkets and the American public had to quickly pivot to a new variety of banana as well as a new flavor. Next time you need to be inspired to make a sudden change, eat a banana and set the intention that everything will be okay. Wealth and increase money. Not only is banana nice to your wallet, but its energy can be nice to your bank account too. The leaves of the banana can be used to symbolize money and wealth and money spells. Increase luck. Plant a banana plant around your house in order to inspire good luck in your household. Increase your, sp- increase your sp- spirituality. Eat bananas before embarking on a new spiritual quest to connect your energy to the universe or carry a banana charm on your person. Because bananas grow up towards the sky, legend has it that bananas stimulate the connection to the realm above the sky. Increase sexual stamina in men. Once upon a time, bananas were only allowed to be eaten by men and these Phallic fruits worked wonders on increasing lust. Simply eat a banana to increase libido or use powdered dried banana in spells for lust and sexuality. Symbol of the God. The phallic shape of bananas supplies incredible masculine energy to the space and in many cultures and spiritualities such as voodoo, bananas make a great altar symbol for the God. So, bananas medical medicinal properties guards against depression, moderates blood sugar levels, reduces possibility of muscle cramps, sexual stimulant for men, and it's a mosquito bite soother. All right, there are a few things going on on the internet that I wanted to tell you about, and the first thing is that Hay House is offering free re- resources. For everyone, so that during this time of self-quarantining at home, if you get bored and you don't know what to do, you can go on hayhouse.com. And there's all kinds of courses, podcasts, um, books, all kinds of resources that you can check out there. And for Which Way Magazine, they're offering free issues to people on their mailing list. So I just received the downloadable March 8, 2018 issue, and it's for healing and entertainment. So it can help others have something to do. You know, it's um, basically a very generous contribution to others during hard times by this magazine, and I want to give a shout-out to them. Also, if you want to go on network.com forward slash page forward slash move dash stressed dash calm dash heart math dash exercise, there is a meditation that they're offering for free. And I will put links to this, these last three things in the show notes. Alright, our next article on Astara, which is tomorrow, is What Are You Planting? And this was written March 13th, 2020, by Katrina Raspold. This is as the warmth of spring starts to loosen the grip of winter's cold, the quickening of immolk transforms from thought and desire into action. The energies of new beginnings and rebirth are everywhere and seeds are planted literally and metaphorically for the coming harvest. Throughout the agricultural cycle, each of the eight touchprints of the wheel of the year is vital and none more so than spring equinox when the seeds go into the loosened ground, full of promise for an abundant return in the fall. The quantification of agriculture is amazing to consider. One corn seed produces two full ears of corn. One tomato plant produces up to 200 tomatoes if they are sown correctly. One bean seed can produce 120 beans. If we do a little, we get a lot. Planting is a chore now left to the farmers and the aficionados of home gardening. Gone is the time when a whole village went into the fields to plant, nurture, and reap and harvest. Still, those instincts run, run strong inside us. For many of us, the rituals and rhythms of planting run in our DNA and sing through our blood. Eric and I started the CUSP tradition, climbing up the spiral pathway, more than two decades ago, and now it is practice worldwide with the goal being to use eight Sabbaths of the year to manifest positive life changes. CUSP takes the idea of planting into proactive manifestation. In the cusp tradition, at Ostara, we plant intentions for the year, such as a better relationship, a nicer car, a more rewarding job, a bigger house, or a deeper relationship with one's family. We plant joy, wisdom, strength, friendships, an opportunity to travel, a greater understanding of what motivates us. From Ostara through Lunasad, we tend our crops by working on our goals and tuning into the wisdom of the universe to accept guidance on how best to proceed. From Lunasad through Samhain, our goals reach fruition and we harvest the rewards. So what are some planting tips? Over the years, we have learned some strong lessons about how to plant. For instance, do not plant a negative. We never go into the garden and plant not corn or not potatoes. Likewise, when you're planting life changes, focus on what you want to gain, not what you want to lose. Plant health or strength rather than lose weight. Plant wealth and abundance rather than overcome poverty. Plant courage rather than overcome fear. My experience has been that the universe hears nouns, not modifiers. So if you say, lose weight, it hears weight and gives you some more. Put your focus on the positive, not the negative, and that is the energy you will attract. Distill your goals. When we make a list of the things we want to change in our life, sometimes we can group several goals into one umbrella goal. I want a better car, I want a bigger house, and I want prettier clothes can all fall under financial abundance. I want kinder friends, I want a closer relationship with my parents, and I want to connect on a deeper level with my partner can all fall under healthier relationships. If you see a theme to what is missing in your life, combine goals so that your energy is less diversified. Do the work. We can throw seeds out into the field and trust that a few might take hold and grow to maturity to produce something we can use to the goal of nourishment. If, however, we do the work to maximize the seed's potential by breaking up and nourishing the soil, pulling away the weeds, providing sufficient water, and fertilizing appropriately, the result is so much grander. Likewise, we can make a wish and send it out into the universe and then sit back on our laurels and wait But the more we do to make that wish a reality, the greater our return will be in the fall. As above, so below applies just as easily to the energy needed for healthy and complete manifestation. Do not make your gods do all the heavy lifting. Do not lose faith. I drive past a church sign that once said, do not dig up in doubt what you planted in faith. Once you plant a seed, you do not go outside every day and dig it up to see if it is growing. Plant your seeds of change with confidence and let them grow. Tend to them. Give them what is needed to flourish and then let them do their thing, trusting the process completely. Worry is where magic goes to die. While that describes the primary act of creating positive change, a side hustle of this practice is that we become more mindful about what we plant in different ways in the world. What we are sowing out there among our fellow people. Are we spreading seeds of hate and divisiveness? Are we so involved with criticizing how someone else presents in society that we fail to tend our own garden? Are we sowing seeds of fear and worry? What are we planting in life's garden? Just like the garden metaphor shows, we get out of life what we put into it. That does not mean we are exempt from floods, locusts, fires, and droughts. Life happens. What it does mean is that if we truly want to optimize our life experience, we need a blend of our own efforts with the blessings of the universe. All right. How to celebrate Ostara with lavender cookies and spring greens, written on March 13, 2020 by Melissa Hill says, one of my favorite Ostara flavors is lavender. It's great in sugar cookies as long as you use a sparing hand. You can also burn it as lovely incense. To me, the smell and flavor are so reminiscent of the garden season, which is to come. Every year, I look forward to the green things coming up. We cherish each snowdrop and crocus, and usually at Ostara, we are still waiting for the tulip blossoms to emerge. Making flower cookies is my way of welcoming them in. So here's my favorite recipe for gluten-free lavender cookies. It requires one cup of butter, one and a half cups of sugar, one tablespoon of molasses, two eggs, three cups gluten-free flour mix, one cup garbanzo bean flour, one teaspoon of salt, one teaspoon of baking powder, half teaspoon of baking soda, and one or two teaspoons ground lavender flours. Cream the butter, sugar, and molasses, then add the eggs one at a time, mixing well after each. Mix the dry ingredients separately and then add to the wet. Add the ground lavender flowers to taste for a stronger flavor. Add some more. Then I pat them into flattened rounds and refrigerate for at least a few hours and better if overnight. Roll out the generous amounts of rice flour to keep from sticking and cut into shapes. Cook at 375 for 10 minutes. Let cool for just a moment before taking them off the tray to help keep their shape. Gluten-free flour can be more difficult to work with than traditional flour, but I find as long as I'm generous with the rice flour, they work very well. So what are some spring foods you can grow or wild craft? greens, look for ones in the shade. They will be less bitter, good in salads or cooked. Chickweed greens, look for non-furry variety, great in salads alfalfa or broccoli sprouts, all you need is seeds and a mason jar, microgreens, this is sprouts grown in soil where you cut off the tops when they are only two leaves, spinach grows well in the cold weather, you can plant even when there's still some snow on the ground, dandelion flower fritters, make sure to cut off all the green parts and keep only keep the petals, and nettle tea, spring has sprung. What are your favorite ostra? flavors. I like hard-boiled eggs with greens, lavender cookies, and nettle tea. I hope you enjoy experiencing some of the flavors of spring, too. All right, and since most people are going to be practicing Ostara alone this year because of social distancing, let's have an Ostara ritual for solitary practitioners by Lisa Wagner on pathios.com, written March thirteenth, two 2020 says, Ostara, a time of reawakening, a time of balance between light and dark, as we honor the spring goddess Ostara, whose name means movement toward the rising sun. How do you celebrate? If you are not able to be with community during this fertile time, solitary rituals can resonate and provide much needed focus as the wheel of the year turns ever onward. On Ostara Eve, walk through your home with your incense of choice and a purple or white candle. Light both and walk through each room saying goodbye to winter and welcome to spring. As you depart each room, open the window if there is one and let in the soft, cool air to cleanse the space. You can also say something different in each room, note how it has sustained the winter through your winter, create your own poetry, or offer a simple thank you. Once you are done saying goodbye to winter, blow out the candle and add any incense ash to your garden area, again offering thanks. I like to use this time afterwards to go into each room and sprinkle Florida water in all the corners with appreciation for its cleaning energy and light, fresh scent. For a star itself, decorate with flowers and items of nature. A simple bouquet of daffodils on the altar along with yellow, white, purple, and green candles are plenty. An easy ritual you can do is to boil eggs and write on the eggs all the intentions and manifestations you would like to work on during the coming weeks. Did you set intentions at Imolk or on the new moon? Write down what actions you will take to move them forward. Dye the eggs with natural dyes if on hand. A quick natural dye available for your kitchen is turmeric, beets, spinach, yellow onion skins, chili powder, red cabbage, etc. And place them on your altar when done. Or you can decorate with the finished eggs and state your intentions out loud during the ritual and then write them down to be placed under the eggs or candles. I love being outdoors on Ostara, so on that morning, go for a walk in a natural area. Take your hiking stick or pick up a stick to use as a staff on your way. Rejoice in being outdoors and take some deep breaths. When you get a place of, to honor that day, tap the ground with a stick three times to welcome the goddess. Make a joyful noise as you tap the ground in multiples of three. Reach up with your arms skyward and feel the breath course through your body. Smile wildly and take notice of all the nature around you. Do you see trees budding, flowers blooming, and hear the sound of birds? Take all that you feel deep inside and store it up for the coming days. Take all that nature investment, head home, and honor your deities at your altar. Prepare food and drink for them, rejoicing in the coming season. Rededicate yourself to your spiritual practices and list ways on which you will fulfill that promise. Update your Book of Shadows or organize it if you have not done so already. Face the new season filled with commitment, gratitude, and appreciation for all that will come. If you are fortunate enough to live on a plot of land— Walk the boundaries of your property on the morning of a star, carrying a cup of bread crumb, crumbs or cornmeal. Mark the boundaries of your land with this natural element, honoring your property and providing sustenance for the birds as well. Bury an uncooked egg on all four corners of the land to ensure a productive time ahead, imbuing it with wishes for all members of the household. Each member can bury their own in the preferred corner or a group activity. Pour a cup of milk mixed with honey over each of the four corners to ensure that the process will be sweet and to honor the land spirits. Scatter your land with bright and colorful candles for the land spirits and thank for all that they do. If you're living in an apartment, you can also take part in Ostara, never fear. Buy some local herb plants, a few flowering plants, and decorate your balcony, window, or kitchen. Honor the growth of plants and make sure they have plenty of sunlight. If your apartment doesn't get much sun, take some of your favorite crystals, especially those with spring-like colors, like rose quartz, lepidolite, clear quartz, etc., and set up your altar with those. Add lemons and a few sprigs of parsley in a glass of water to complete your setting, and rejoice in those earthly and spring-like smells. A quick and easy ritual for solitaires. On either side of your plant, flowering if possible, or get an herb plant from the grocery store so it can have a later use in your kitchen, place a black and white candle. Light the candles, cast your circle, and reflect on the balance of light and dark. Visualize all that you wish to create in your life and envision it unfolding as the buds of a flower open up to reveal its center. Send out healing energy and light to those who need it and offer thanks to the goddess for another season upon us. Close the circle and celebrate with your own cakes and ale. Some of the workings you can focus on during Ostara include openings and new beginnings, improving communication, fertility, and abundance. Whatever you want to bring into your life, no matter what is going on in the world at the time, focus on gratitude, nature, the balance of light and dark, and what seeds you can plant whether it be in your garden or in your life. Blessed be, my friends. May the season bring you growth and light. All right. We had kind of a long episode today because, well, everybody's at home, and you might be bored and want to listen to the podcast a little bit longer. So have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy yourself. Keep yourself safe and healthy. And blessings to you all. Namaste. This episode of the Goddess Morning Show is brought to you by From Rise 2com where you can get wellness coaching using holistic methods of healing, purchase our handcrafted, custom-blended, organic, non-GMO herbal teas that are crafted with love, and also order hand-poured soy candles infused with love and pure essential oils and herbs to heal using aromatherapy. Visit our website at fromasheswerise2.com. That's fromasheswerise with the number 2.com to read more about these products and services. Have a blessed day.